This is Speaking of Writers on Capital Region Sunday. I'm Steve Richards. Like any other American business, professional sports is not without its tension and friction between management and labor. The difference? Pro sports are multi-billion dollar businesses with national television contracts and endorsement deals that are in some cases more than player salaries. How did professional sports go from a quaint collection of athletes that had to take jobs in the offseason to pay their bills to the industry it is today? According to noted trial lawyer and occasional mediator Jim Quinn, it was the advent of free agency that forever changed American sports. And Jim has a new book out, Don't Be Afraid to Win, How Free Agency Changed the Business of Pro Sports. As one of the nation's premier trial lawyers over the past four decades, Jim Quinn represented the players' unions in all four of the major professional North American sports leagues, helping to create and draft the first free agency agreement in professional sports, as well as the first salary cap in sports. This is his first book. Happy to have Jim Quinn join me now here on Speaking of Writers. Jim, welcome to this program. Well, thank you, Steve. Glad to be here. So what made you decide to write this book, first off? Uh, you know, I basically, I thought it was a, a story that folks uh, ought to hear. Um, we all uh, live with what we see today in terms of professional sports, enormous amounts of, of money, players being very well compensated, uh, owners uh, now own franchises that are worth billions, um, and uh, it didn't get here by accident. And uh, I think many of the younger generation don't really have a sense of what it was like in the pre uh, free agency days where players were essentially serfs and were tied to their teams forever under what was known as the so-called reserve system. So what conflicts between players and owners led to the first battles over free agency? Well, the very first one, and I talk about it in the book, the 21-minute 20, strike uh, that occurred in, uh, in Boston in, the, uh, in 1964 when the, um, uh, the, when the um, All-Star game was going to be put on television, for the first time, and the players were just simply trying to get a uh, a modest pension. That's how it all started. They were looking for some benefits, and um, when the owners refused the, the you know, to grant their their desires to get a pension, the players decided that they weren't going to come out and play the All Star game on national television. And you can imagine what it was like when the announcers looked down at that empty court. At eight, at eight o'clock uh, in the in the evening to get um, and there was nothing happening. It turned out that the owners folded after twenty one minutes and the players went out and played. And that was really the start of it. My guest is Jim Quinn. His new book is "Don't Be Afraid to Win: How Free Agency Changed the Business of Pro Sports." Jim, how was the first sports agent born? Well, uh, actually, the interesting uh, question. The uh, Bill Bradley, uh, had, uh, who you know later became a senator in New Jersey, but when he came back from being a Rhodes Scholar after his graduation from Princeton, he um, asked uh, one of the, uh, the uh, football announcers in New York for some advice, and uh, that um, his name was Marty Glickman. And uh, Marty told uh, Bill to look up a fellow by the name of Larry Fleischer, who was then running the Players Union. And Bradley asked Fleischer to help him with his contract with the New York Knicks. And in fact, 
uh, Fleischer got uh, Bradley what was then the highest paid rookie contract in the history of the NBA. Other players then saw what a good deal Bradley got and started to uh, hire Fleischer to negotiate for them. Fleischer was probably the first sports agent in uh, the world of uh, big, league, big league sports. And uh, and then, obviously, shortly after that, other other people jumped into the game and uh, and the agents have become an important part of the, of the uh, scene ever since. Talking about Bill Bradley, let's uh, stay on basketball for a moment. What was the landmark Oscar Robertson basketball free agency case? Yeah, that was uh, that was the case that um, really the Oscar Robertson led uh, first to block the ABA NBA merger because there was competition before the uh, between the two leagues, and uh, as part of that lawsuit, uh, Bradley was also involved in that as well. Um, as part of that lawsuit, they attacked this reserve system. And after a number of favorable rulings on behalf of uh, the players, uh, ultimately the NBA owners agreed to a settlement that became known as the Oscar Robertson settlement. Uh, and that was really the first, uh, first crack in the uh, chink of the owners with regard to free agency. Similarly, uh, in baseball, almost simultaneously, there was a lawsuit brought by the, uh, the union on behalf of Kurt Flood um, now, unfortunately, that case, uh, the Supreme Court ultimately dismissed that case on stupid grounds. But uh, Marvin Miller, who was then the head of the baseball union, persisted and eventually, through an arbitration, was able to get free agency in baseball. And that uh, that those two events uh, really changed the face of professional sports. My guest is Jim Quinn. His book is Don't Be Afraid to Win, How Free Agency Changed the Business of Pro Sports. You mentioned Marvin Miller. You got to know Marvin Miller pretty well. What was he like? Marvin uh, was unique, to say the least. He was extraordinarily bright, uh, and uh, and he was able consistently to out-negotiate the, the uh, Major League Baseball owners. Um he was also, you know, privately could, had a great sense of humor, uh, and uh, he was a, a very, very tough negotiator. Uh, and he also had essentially uh, a, a memory that I've never, I've never encountered uh, before or since. Uh, he was, he was terrific to work with. What hard lessons Jim were learned during the '87 NFL strike? The '99 NBA lockout and the 2005 NHL lockout. Well, um, they're all a little bit different, uh, but certainly uh, with regard to the the 1987 strike, I think the lesson there is it's very difficult for uh, players to strike for a long period of time when they have such short careers, because uh, every paycheck is a big part of uh, of their career, uh, and ultimately that was what led us to actually decertify the football union and sue uh, for free agency in, uh, in federal court in Minneapolis, which we eventually won. Uh, in, the, in the lockout situation, uh, I think ultimately the key in both the NBA lockout in the late 90s and the 2005 lockout is um, that, uh, first of all, the lockout's a very powerful tool uh, for the owners, and unless you're willing to decertify the union and fight uh, in court, uh, you're going uh, to be fighting with one arm tied, 
tied behind your back. The other lesson is that uh, both of those uh, in basketball, they lost half the season. In hockey, they lost the entire season. At some point, you have to know when to compromise in order to uh, not have Armageddon. And certainly in the hockey situation where they lost the whole season, there was an inability on both sides to compromise. How about in the future now? Is there uh, Armageddon out there anywhere, you think? (laughs) Well, I I think it's less likely now because of uh, just the sheer amount of money that uh, particularly is fueled by television. Uh, Players are making, obviously, a significant amount of money, and the owners are making boatloads of money. Uh, And uh, I think there will be a reluctance on both sides because of the size of those uh, uh, the size of that money pie that's being split uh, to shut down uh, either by striker or by uh, lockout to shut down uh, a a season. Uh, now we, there are some tough negotiations that are likely to occur in the next two years, both in football and in baseball. So uh, I've learned not to predict these things, yeah. but ultimately they will. I think find a way to uh, move forward without uh, without blowing up a season. Jim, how was the salary cap born? The first salary cap was in basketball. I, uh, sadly, I have to admit I was involved in that. Um, not my favorite thing, but the bottom line was in the early '80s, the NBA was having significant financial troubles, and there were five or six teams that were bankrupt or virtually bankrupt, and um, we came to the conclusion on the union side and the player side that unless we compromised uh, and uh, gave into their desire to have some kind of a cap, that we could possibly lose those teams or even lose the league. So we ultimately agreed that to a salary cap as long as it was tied to uh, increase in revenue. And um, when you think about it on, on balance uh, and you look at the, the size of the uh, average salary of the NBA players today, largely because the salary cap is tied to revenues. You're averaging close to $10 million a year per player. Um, the deal doesn't look such like such a bad deal right now. Jim Quinn, the book is Don't Be Afraid to Win, How Free Agency Changed the Business of Pro Sports. And you do have a website, too, where listeners can connect with you, uh, Jim. It's uh, jwquinlaw.com? Yes, indeed. And then the book is also available on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and where other good books are sold. All right. Well, thank you for joining me. Great. Good talking to you, Steve. James Quinn, the book is Don't Be Afraid to Win, How Free Agency Changed the Business of Pro Sports. And that is Speaking of Writers in Capital Region Sunday, a production of Town Square Media Albany for this week. Thank you for listening. We'll all be back again next week with another edition. I'm Steve Richards.